<laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a, another episode of the Champions Podcast. Returning from his week-long injury is Tom Hart, your commissioner at large. I'm co-commissioner Commodus. Let's get going. How are we doing today, Tom? Uh, I don't know if you can say I'm fully returned from injury. I mean, you guys saw the Cowboys game. <laughs> We saw Dak die before our eyes. Right. Uh, well, you know, and it's, you know, a still a bit of a, you know, before the podcast started, still a bit of a struggle bus today, um, managing the whole um, baby plus podcast. It's, it's, it's a, it's an art form. And I'm still, <laughs> I'm still a novice, but we're here. We're here to talk about how awful Week Five was for everyone. Hey, Kyle. And, I mean, I don't, I don't know about everyone. Uh, yeah, like there were ten teams lost this week, um, <laughs> and then we'll, and then we're going to talk about Week Six and things. Things are things are going to uh, well, they're going to still be bad for some of us, but maybe half of us will have a good week. Yeah, I mean that's that's all you hope. I'm very for. optimistic. You could hear. I think. No, the one thing I'm telling myself, Kyle, is I'm just I'm getting my slump out of the way early. Yeah, you know, three and zero sounded really fucking good, but like very quickly, three and two is it's pretty mediocre. Yeah, and, disastrous. Some might say. Yeah, 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 collapse comes to mind. Keyword. What about you, Kyle? Are you are you are you, are you as down as I am? <laughs> no, I, if anything, I'm up. We're at the roughly going into the halfway mark of the season and I'm in first in the division. So I'm going to take that considering I have basically half of a new roster every week. Right. I think, I think that's the way to play it is if you have a new roster every week, you just, you just keep changing it until you have like the best roster, and then you can slow down. Right. Yeah. I'm everyone else kind of has the same roster every week and they're kind of just stuck with it. You know, a few changes. But if you start fresh every single week, you know, you're going to have some down weeks. But eventually you'll have a good roster, right? Yeah, and like this week where I got like 209-ish points after Janu. So I'll, right. I'll take it. And uh, yeah, let's go ahead and dive in because we're talking about our matchup here first. Yeah. Um, Tom, how does it feel to go against the mighty Carolina Panthers? Uh, yeah, I, I guess I didn't know they were that mighty. I never really thought of post-Newton post Panthers as anything at, at all, you know? But, uh, you know, Teddy and, what's it, Davis is the CMC replacement. With his 29 and, points. Yeah, fuck. Just just off your trade, you got you got two Panthers right from the trade. Yeah, I got Robbie Anderson and Mike Davis, who got me 50 points alone. And yeah, I think people were calling for a veto. They were. And that's <laughs> the thing is, like, Mike Davis, since CMC has been injured, is the number one running back in the league. You know, so it's like... It, it's, it just seems like it was a no-brainer for me. And so I got 70 total points from my Panthers. And Tom, that that's, like, barely you know, a little less than half of what you got total. <laughs> yeah. I really, I really didn't do much. I, I honestly, I got lucky as, as much as I did. I really didn't have much consistent production anywhere. 
I had a lot of duds and a lot of guys who their scores look good, but they were really touchdown reliant. I mean, Kyler Murray had had plenty of yards, but he always does. Really, no one else was much of a workhorse or, you know, following the games. They weren't they weren't productive for four quarters. Yeah, I mean, like Miles Sanders had one giant play. Right. And I think if after that, that had less that than a yard to carry. If that didn't happen, it would have been, you know, just a pathetic score. You know, that, you know, you're, you're looking at, I'm in the 120s, the, the 110s maybe. Fucking half right. my receivers got like two catches or less. Yeah, uh, pretty miserable. Um, I don't know if there's anyone but Kyler Murray that I'm like really happy with going forward, you know, at all. I guess AJ Brown finally coming back from injury. I did not play him. Yeah, uh, but uh, no, he he definitely looks good on that Tuesday night special, right? So so there are small glimmers of hope, but but Dak is dead, and, and he was <laughs> by far my biggest scorer uh, with that terrible Cowboys defense and that receiving core. Uh, he was just he was just money. Um, and then they like sawed his foot off or something, and I don't know if he'll ever walk again. Yeah, but uh, what was nice was that CD Lamb managed to get twenty points before Dak died. You know, <laughs> like was, yeah. what was a former cast off in our trade, he ended up doing pretty well. So again, I'm gonna take the I'll take the win this week. I uh, then yeah, vaulted. for you this week, though. He didn't even like. I mean, I put him on the bench, and he got thirteen. The volume is there. It's just uh, for whatever reason, the Cardinals this year refuse to use him in the passing game, I, and it's like it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of why I was okay to move on from him. Um, if anyone's not remembering, I did draft Kenyon Drake, and of course, someone traded for him. Of course, yeah. Kyle. Uh, but yeah, he doesn't get. He hasn't been getting much end zone work either. Kyler Murray's been kind of stealing all that. So. I hope he sits on your bench forever, and maybe CD Lamb and Andy Dalton. You know, yeah. I don't want them to trade to be totally bad for both of us. But yeah, uh, Kyle stomped on my shit, and I'm. Yep, you are bad. Now, speaking of bad, let's go into the worst performance of the week. Granted, not really due to any fault of his own. Um, Garrett, though, has been hit by just kind of ridiculous circumstances over and over and over again with him scoring 106 losing to joe's brussel wilson at 150 yeah solid if uninspiring week for joe here yeah yeah joe uh who's kind of been in the he's been in the kind of the steady maybe the steadiest in the champs division just kind of bobbing around 500 for most of the time right you know, and then, and you know, 150 will do that or whatever he got. And it's like he got yeah. 150 despite Deontay Johnson getting injured. I think it was in the first quarter. You know, and Devin Singletary really didn't show up either. No. No. Um, at least, um, at least he got to go up against Garrett, who just shat the bed. Whew. What yeah, is there to say about. Garrett's team. I mean, I think his team will get better as the season goes on. I mean, he's going to get back. Every year about Garrett's team, you know, it's always some bullshit preseason injury. 
there's always some like Odell Beckham underperforming who who last week bounced back, but now he's back to like a mediocre eleven points. There's it's it's always just like on paper, Garrett looks like he's got a good team. Yep. You know I mean like I, I will say, you know, Aaron Jones being on a bye, that's you know, his, <laughs> one of his top players. And then Michael Thomas, I don't know if you saw the reason he got benched. Yeah, he punched he, a dude or something. Yeah, he was like fighting somebody during practice, and they're like, "You know what? You're sitting another week, Michael Thomas." So <laughs> they're like, "That's just kind like, of long term." I don't know. I might be more worried about that that long term than like an injury. Yeah, because like everyone can move on from an injury, but like especially like a wide receiver, or that's the ke- team chemistry is so important that he can't do anything by himself, right? He he needs right. Drew Brees to throw to him. <laughs> he, he, he needs the other wide receivers to, you know, step aside and let him get hog all the targets to be successful. I don't know who he punched. Do we know that? Um, I believe it did say. I just don't remember off the top of my head. But I mean, it's somebody you know within the team organization. So they just yeah, decided, you know, way. hey, sitting your ass down. So, but with that, Garrett does go to three and two and brings Joe up for now the mad rash, mad dash for second place in the division. And one man at the top. Yeah, that would be me. But I do think that both of these teams right now are probably solid locks to go to the playoffs. So, not yeah, a- they're good enough. You know, there's, there's, you know, two clear kind of bottom feeders that. You know, one of one of the bottom feeders kind of stepped up this week. So yeah, let's let's talk about that bottom feeder here. Let's talk about. Right. I'm assuming you're talking about Patterson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Supposedly, the the dynasty of our league opened the season 0 for four. Just pathetic. Some people starting to worry he even cares. Uh, but if you look at the waiver wire this week, uh, he's he's active. He spent like seventy dollars this morning. Yeah, he he got desperate. You know, he's he's get, trying to get that Alexander Madison for one game, maybe right. maybe more, but I I doubt it. And with him having lost Le'Veon Bell, you know, getting released in the middle of the night. Yeah, don't even trade it. Just, just former number one overall like fantasy pick for. Years to yeah we don't we just don't even so good classic Adam Gase but um yeah so Patterson here pulling out a win over against the depleted Sir Luco team I mean really he this came off of the backs of a few few very strong performances <laughs> namely DK Metcalf Justin Herbert I mean Justin Herbert for from at least fantasy perspective has just been on fire, despite the fact he has literally nobody left on the, the Chargers. <laughs> like, oh, Keenan Allen goes down? Doesn't matter. I'll throw it to, you know, Mike Williams and Hunter Henry. Oh, Austin Eckler goes down? Justin Jackson pops in. Just like, I did not awesome. think, I did not think Justin Herbert would do, would look as good as he is, you know, right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 27 points from a rookie Quarterback. I mean, it was obviously a, a waiver pickup. Yeah, you know, good, good for Patterson. And I mean, 
he he had some kind of some a bounce somewhat of a bounce back game for Joe Mixon. Twenty four carries. Whether the yards per carry were kind of lame, um, he should still be happy with twenty four carries and eight targets. Like if you can get that, I don't care kind of how inefficient you are. Like you're gonna get you're gonna put up fantasy. You know, Joe Mixon was maybe below average production wise, <laughs> but still. That much volume is is amazing going forward, especially if you're trying to bounce back from one and four. Like... Right. Now, and then on the other side, though, for Sir Luco, I will say his biggest bright spot was, you know, the people he did trade for recently, you know, Crowder and Gibson. But, you know, they got to come in 35 points. So that's, I would not say, is the weak spot of his team. You know, he got a, a lucky performance from DJ Moore, which really helped. But Joe Burrow scoring a paltry, you know, four points really kind of killed him. And, you know, I, it was questionable to see why he played the Chargers against his beloved New Orleans. You know, it's like, I do think that the Chargers have a good defense, but it's like New Orleans still has so many weapons, it shouldn't matter. Right. It's just like, yeah. good God. Yeah, it hasn't been full steam. You know, New Orleans this year, but it's still Jabriz. Like, he's not going to give you that many turnovers. He's right. going to release the ball quickly. Like, you're not going to get a bunch of sacks. And right, you know, but... if they come down to Kamara, like, they'll still move the ball. Correct. But ultimately, when your best player is Jamison Crowder, you're going to have a bad week. So, sorry, sucks to suck to Luco, but you had a big loss. Um, but talking about uh, somebody who had a good win... Vinny with a dominating win over Castro this week. Castro kind of struggling as of late. Yeah, yeah. He's I mean, he's got the same record now as 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 Patterson. Ooh. Both yeah. one and four now. But Garner Minshew looks good. Garner Minshew look looked good for Castro. Uh, and he's still getting deep at the that running back. Taylor, he traded for, you know, is is getting some decent volume. Definitely red zone work pretty consistently. Just a, a kind of hit and miss with his team. I mean, you look at, like, at tight end getting only three and a half points, um, which I guess is better than the illustrious Zach Ertz got. Yeah. Casper but... some good... Uh, I don't know. He has some bright spots. Lamar Jackson should uh, do more than thirteen points. That trade's looking real good for you right now, Kyle. But but is that because uh, you you were in on that? You saw the illness coming. Did you know Lamar Jackson yeah, going to get? That, I mean, he was uh, kind of hobbling early in the week, so that's why I was kind of okay with moving on from him. But in general, I do think that Castro's team could get a little bit better with Packer reinforcements coming back. Yeah. Yeah. How's uh, Devontae Adams health wise? Is he, you think he's 100%? Is he still a little, little? I would imagine coming back <laughs> from the bye, he'll be 100%. Yeah, that'll be, that's good timing. You know, sometimes an early bye can be a kind of annoying. And it's like, you get it before the injuries, you get it before the big wear and tear. Everyone else is fully loaded and you're just trying to get, you know, Get you try to get to four wins as soon as possible, but this is a case where an early buy probably helps Castro, other than the fact that he lost this week. And yeah, you know, 
You do need wings. Fucking Ryan Tannehill shit stomped all over him. (laughs) Which was really, really lucky on Vince's side. Because again, (laughs) he had just a couple really lucky performances, Vince did. I would not have expected Ryan Tannehill, the Ravens defense, and Mike Gusecki to get him damn near 70 points. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, good on Vince for solid plays. You know, if we're talking about, like, manager awards, he certainly deserves uh, recognition this week. But just, like, good God, that is an ugly team comp to get 176 points. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, I mean, that's a thing we got to look at going forward, is that, obviously, the Ravens' defense is not sustainable like that. You know, Ryan Tannehill, now that he's got A.J. Brown back, maybe we're looking at, you know, the hot streak he had last year. And maybe we'll we'll get Ryan Tannehill, but Jaseki, I don't I don't think we're or uh, Gaskin or whatever the fuck from Miami. I don't know. I was thinking Mike Jaseki, the tight end. Um, <laughs> that's all right. But yeah, really, you know, from Vince's side, he has a lot of points here that are kind of positive, even though if they didn't necessarily get a lot of points. Main one being David Johnson. I mean, he got just under a hundred yards but he just didn't get a touchdowns or catches really. So it's like, I think that's positive regression considering we didn't really know how he would be utilized once Bill O'Brien left. Right. So, I mean, if I'm Vince, I'm pretty, I'll take this, you know, pretty happily. Right. I've got to say when, how long is Leonard Fournette going to stay on Vince's roster? Yeah, I would imagine not long. But then again, it's like, I don't know if you just look at the the waiver wire. There's really not that much in the way of running yeah, backs out there. With. I guess they could have had Madison, but that's expensive. Yeah, so it was like, and it's like one week of Madison. It's just not worth it to Vince because he's got the three wins. Yeah. So, yeah. But, and as we were talking about Michael Thomas last last matchup, maybe two matchups ago. I don't know. You know, if this whole face-punching thing sets him back, maybe finally, you know, Emmanuel Sanders actually had a pretty decent game, getting 14 targets. If that can finally stay consistent, that could be an amazing kind of upgrade for Vince's flex. If that sustains. Yeah, potentially. I don't know. We'll have to kind of wait and see. But um, regardless, Vince with a solid win, Pretty much, you know, alone in, in second place at this point because Acosta barely squeaked by by the skin of his uh, teeth to get a win over Wilson this week in what was ended up being the closest game. Yeah, formally undefeated Wilson. You know, now, now, Kyle, you're 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 in the running for number one overall. Now that everyone's got a loss. Yes, and it's like. It, so it feels good for me, but like for Wilson's perspective, he's just got to be pissed because it's like the the way he lost is so annoying because a he got minus two from the 49ers defense going against Fitzmagic. I I would not have expected that going into the year, you know. Then between that and then Amari Cooper, who I believe was the number three wide receiver before this week, getting four points against. Like, his team put up 37, and Amari got one carry and two catches. That's yeah, well, Dak, Dak happened. That's not good for, for Cooper's 
for going yeah, forward. Yeah, but even before, even before Dak went out, you know, it's like yeah. Amari wasn't, clearly was not part of the game plan. Right. Yeah, that often seems to go kind of in phases. I feel like in general, CeeDee Lamb is usually very involved, like in the first quarter, and then he kind of peters out for whatever reason. I don't know if that's their, he's, when they're, when they're more conservative early in the game, and then when they inevitably get behind, yeah. uh, they, that, then, they, then they go to Cooper, and maybe they weren't really comfortable pushing down fields for Cooper with, with backups and whatnot. Right. So we'll just have to kind of wait and play that by ear, but then on uh, Acosta's side, David Montgomery and James Conner are both proving to be solid, if unremarkable, running backs. Yeah. And I guess you can kind of say that about his whole team. It's like, it's solid. I don't, I'm not excited about many people. But, like, Will Fuller can, you know, put up 0 to 40 and, and anywhere in between. Right. Which, when you invest $70 in McCaffrey, like, that's what your roster is going to be like, right? You're not going to have too many other studs unless you right. get lucky with a few, right? So it's good that, you know, the kind of medium-priced guys he invested in are finally showing up. Like, James Conner being, you know, the main running back on his team and David Montgomery, both being running backs on eh, not very exciting of offenses, to say the least. Them getting work and converting touchdowns and getting involved in both passing and running is, is it's, you know, it's good value for, for Acosta. And he's... He was one guy we were lumping in with Patterson early on. I think, I think they both started zero and three, and is now a cost on a two-game winning streak, including taking down the undefeated Wilson. Is that right? I, I don't know enough to discredit you because I, I guess uh, we're going to say uh, uh, Brandon Acosta yeah, is yeah, the he because he, he beat Saluco. He beat Saluco uh, two weeks ago in week four. So yeah, you're right. Right. So, yeah, the hottest team is Acosta. It is not you, Kyle, pumping up 190 and retaking first place. It is Acosta who is on, you know, literally all of his wins have come in a row, including taking down, you know, the highest scoring, or at the time highest scoring, undefeated Fresh Prince of Hilaire. Whew. Yeah. Good things coming from Acosta. He's, he's bouncing back. Um, but that pretty much wraps up week five in review. Um, going into week six, there was a flurry of move on the waiver wire. Really nothing of note other than what you said was that Patterson and Wilson were the big spenders this week, considering they had the most money left on the rosters. So Yeah, and- Patterson hasn't really spent much of anything. I think he had like 90 plus going into the week. Yeah. Uh, obviously not anymore, but... Man, you know, hopefully, hopefully, uh, it, you know, some of it returns some value for them. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing for me was it kind of sucks for Acosta, considering him and Wilson both spent 25 on Andy Dalton, and then Wilson just gets it because of a uh, higher priority. Like, <laughs> that, that sucks, but it is what it is. Um, you, as could always t- trade him. you could always trade him for $26. Yeah, you, you, you always could. Um, so that being said, uh, we can go ahead and look into our week six matchups. Tom, just to let you know, uh, your current record on the year is 13 and 12 at picking matchups after you went, let's see, you had, you went two and three last week. 
Meanwhile, yours truly is on a nine to one pick streak over the last four yeah. weeks or last last two weeks. Who was the one? Who do you remember? Yeah, so two weeks ago I picked Castro to beat Wilson and he lost. Um, but this week I I was five and zero. Oh. oh wow, that's yeah, impressive. I, Especially because we had we had some tight games and we had we had some underperforming kind of teams. So good on you predicting that. But no. what matchup do you want to start with this week? Oh, yeah. So this week's actually not got a whole hell of a lot of really good matchups. I would say there's probably like one to me that stands out above the rest. But let's talk about some of the kind of the the shittier matchups. Let's talk about you going against Sir Luco first. I know I'm right now. Say the same thing. Speaking of shitty. <laughs> like I don't think your team is that shitty considering who you're starting in your flex positions. You know, but it's more along the lines of you have Josh Jacobs on a bye and really no even close to a replacement for him. Oh god no, not at all. Uh, I do have Waller on a bye as well. <clears throat> so I got to replace tight end and running back and quarterback. But hey, I got a wide receiver back last week out of injury, so there's some glimmer of Oh, yeah, my team's kind of looking like a shit show, but hey, I get to play Sir Luco at least. So, yeah. Ooh, you know, it could be worse. Continuing you know, to still struggle, but Sir Luco should at least get back. I mean, he's going to get back Kenny Galladay, which will be helpful because I think Kenny Galladay might be his best player. But, oh, God, don't say that out loud. Yeah, but so he'll get Kenny Galladay in for, I'm assuming, uh, Michael Gallup, which will be nice. Um, like who, yeah. who are we scared about? Like going off this week is is the is Kirk Cousins um hosting Atlanta going to be no. you know Atlanta you know making a coaching change, which I believe they promoted a defensive coordinator or defensive coach to head coach. I don't know if that'll change or anything. That traditionally that usually leads to pretty conservative offenses. So even though Atlanta's not very stingy defensively, Kirk Cousins might not be, might As, be that able to play either. Yeah, I mean, then you also Joe Burrow going up against Indy this week, which is a really tough matchup. It's like, again, up and down the board, really, there's a lot of tough matchups for Chaluco. I don't like DJ Moore in a lineup this week. I really like if you just here's the thing: you look at your two flexes right now, and you have currently Tyler Boyd, AJ Brown. Sir Luco has DJ Moore and Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's at this point, it just doesn't really seem like much of a contest to me. It's like Sir Luco might get more points out of his running back positions because Raheem Moistert is just solid up and down. And I would imagine Gibson does better against Giants than he did last week, but. I don't know. I just, it's tough for me to find a way Sir Luco wins, even though you don't even have people yet on your roster. I'm guessing that you're going to kind of come out on top with us. Yeah, yeah. I think th- this should be my my easiest opponent of that that I've faced so far. Easily, just looking at literally, there 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 are no studs on this team, and there aren't even juicy matchups either. Uh, but it, I think it's just going to come down to. Thank you, Zoe. Looks like Zoe is taking your phone and smashing it against the wall. Ah, uh, close. She took my mouse and she I smashed know. it against the wall. God. 
All right, so I'm going to say that we're both picking you this week, Tom. Is that a safe bet? Yeah. Yes, I wanted the the uncertainty I wanted to get at is essentially can I find decent fill-ins at three different positions? If I get you know if I get like goose eggs and like three point performances, that'll open the door. As long as I don't suck too bad, I'll get a I'll get a very uh, un, unimpressive win. Not not yeah. a very motivating. I'm just I'm not gonna inspire the the team to kind of turn around this collapse but it should be at least a a stall on the train wreck that is Dak Prescott okay I'm okay okay. let's go to another matchup so I'm talking about another one that probably won't end up that well but we'll see Um, let's talk about me versus Castro Castro is basically hot swapping out all of his Packers that were on buys last week with all of his Seattle players that are on a buy this week. So he has no Carson. He has no Tyler Lockett. He has no Seahawks defense, but he brings back Aaron Rodgers. I'm assuming he'll play him instead of Minshew. He, he should have Fonte Adams back. And if he wants, he can put in Robert Tanyan at the wide receiver or tight end position, which is critical. I mean, if you can play him over, you know, some of these other people, you know, if you could throw him in in a flex, I think that helps. But really, it's going to come down to how do my three Carolina Panthers do against the vault, you know, vaunted Chicago defense? Yeah, yeah, you're you're, I guess, all about Carolina now, and yep, Chicago, Chicago somehow is is a decent record. I don't, I don't believe it, but. Chicago, Chicago can slow you down, that's for sure. Um, but what about the Christian McCaffrey situation? Are we are we clear on you know how many more weeks of Mike Davis are we getting? You think? Yeah, I mean, like right now they've ran. They said they ran tests for him on Monday for CMC to see if he could play, but they haven't released the findings of those. To my knowledge, yet I'm looking up right now mm-hmm. to see if there was anything that popped up yesterday, but I didn't think it did. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's even officially out yet. But yeah, he's so probably the the, the AP saying out. that there's little chance he plays Week Six against Chicago, so that would to me, me and Mike Davis continues to to play. Yeah, I mean that whole game is going to be great because because um, with I don't know if you're still going to play Lamb with no Dak. But now, um, Allen Robinson is an even even bigger portion of your kind of your wide receiver core. Yeah. So that whole that whole that you know, what other game screams more fantasy potential in Carolina? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you put it like that, it sounds amazing. But uh, in general, I feel really good about my floor this week. I really like having John Smith back at my tight end, considering I've been playing terrible people. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I just don't think that Castro is going to be able to make up for the loss of Lockett and Chris Carson with just Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I do think Devontae Adams has a monster week. All said and done, I think he gets he can get thirty pretty easily. I think against Tampa Bay, because um, I'm imagining that game's going to be a shootout. So I think Castro could keep it close, but I'm ultimately going to pick myself. I'm I'm going with Castro. Um, I I just think 
I think I think you know the Green Bay fillings will be just enough. And I'm I'm sticking with what I was kind of saying. Like I mean, you're you're counting on the Browns, Panthers, and Bears to carry yeah. you. Let's do it. <laughs> like, hey, those so, teams are on winning streaks. So That's all I'm gonna say. Go from me. <laughs> all right, let's bring up uh kind of our last, I would say, subpar game. And that's going to be Garrett going against Acosta. Now, I do oh. think again, Garrett gets a, gets a lot of help back this week. I think he gets Aaron. He's going to get Aaron Jones, Derrick Henry. You know, all at full strength. He gets. You know, still has James Robinson. I don't necessarily know if he's going to be playing Ryan Fitzpatrick in a super flex. I would imagine he will. And you know, I think in general he just has a lot of star power at the top that he can yeah. get. 60 combined from Aaron Jones and Derrick Henry, potentially. Yeah. But still no Michael Thomas. Still no Michael Thomas. Speaking of Michael Thomas, though, in New Orleans, you have Acosta, who's without Drew Brees right now. Um, Not really sure who he's going to play. He hasn't picked up anybody yet. He could potentially move Carson Wentz up and be playing like Adrian Peterson, I guess? Or maybe... uh, Chenault for the Jags. You're thinking Adrian Peterson as a super flex? Adrian P- yeah, like I, unless he picks up another quarterback, which I don't know if you've seen the quarterback pool lately, but it's not great. Like, I just like, in general, I don't think this is a good week for Acosta unless he starts to try to make a move. I think James Conner could get game scripted out of Cleveland if it's kind of a shootout. David Montgomery could be big, but again, if David Montgomery is your best player this week, I don't think you got a lot going for you. I don't know. Like, there's nothing on Acosta's team that screams out like dominant performance. Maybe Will Fuller against Tennessee, because again, Will Fuller could just have like a two eighty-yard touchdown receptions and be done. But I just I look at Garrett's team and it's like he's got stars, and then even like his quote-unquote studs or duds. You know, are Debo Samuel and James Robinson, who are at least focal points in their offense. Yeah. I think, <laughs> you know, yeah, I think those are good points. But I think the, if we want to put a little doubt, you know, devil's advocate a little bit on Garrett's side, I mean, Derrick Henry was not a big part of Tuesday night. That sounds weird to say. Yeah, uh, he got like eleven points. Um, and if we and you know beforehand, like or like last year when Ryan Tannehill was really good, they hammered with Derrick Henry, and and it was just play action after play action is where Tannehill was really successful. Um, but maybe they're wising up, and and the Titans have learned that um, teams don't like respond to play action better or worse if your running game is going well. Maybe they'll just give up on Derrick Henry. They're all in on the Tannehill to A.J. Brown train. And we could see a dip from Derrick Henry. Julio Jones, maybe he's he's going to finally be Julio Jones. And Calvin Ridley might stop being top three wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, wishful really? thinking. <laughs> maybe. But. No, but both of those are completely my unbiased take of... <laughs> Of where um, there's there's a little <laughs> possible signs of doubt for Garrett, but Garrett yeah. is absolutely the favorite 
But I'm I'm just I'm just not feeling it. I feel like I feel like we overrate Garrett every week. And uh by no actual logic, I'm I'm gonna pick him to lose. All right, well, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna pick Garrett for the fourth time this year in six weeks. <laughs> I just apparently I have a lot of confidence in Garrett's team. He's right now, I believe, the person I've picked most other than Joe, who I've picked. So let's see. I've literally picked Joe to win every week. I don't know if that stops now. But um, yeah, so I'm picking Garrett. You're picking Acosta. Let's go into what is my most fun matchup of the week, but not the best matchup. That's Patterson versus Vinny. A resurgent Patterson, having just spent all of his money. <laughs> Is now playing Madison, who has a great matchup to me. And then he just hopefully gets Chris Godwin back. Tyreek Hill is amazing. Chase Edmonds has been solid. I don't really trust Claypool yet. Like, I understand he went bananas, but I think Pittsburgh's wide receiver core is just going to be kind of like a revolving door. Yeah, like one week it's, you know, shoot, shoot Juju. One week it's Claypool. One week it's. You know, um, Deontay Dotson. Yeah, I don't think Claypool is is here to stay by any. But you just look at across forty point worth or whatever the hell. Um, on the other side, you know, we've got we've got Vince, who we were just talking about, who 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 had a nice win last week. Oh yeah, and uh, what's the really good recipe? for when your quarterback breaks his ankle is feeding your top paid you know running back in Zeke Elliott like if Zeke Elliott doesn't have at least 20 to 25 carries against Arizona I seriously question Mike McCarthy but <laughs> well that wouldn't be the first time you've questioned Mike McCarthy. that is true um, but yeah, so after I've heard reports that they plan on staying aggressive with Andy Dalton. I think that was uh Kellen Moore who said that, which seems weird to talk about him as a coach still. Yeah, I would tend to agree, but um, but, but Zeke, Zeke versus Arizona, Colin Murray might be putting up a lot of points on Monday night, and they might need to use the, the red rifle to keep up. <laughs> the red rifle return, right? Exactly. Any anything else really stick out to you in this matchup here, Tom? Uh not really. I think I think these are just two teams that are both uh very hungry for a win. You've got Patterson getting his first one and wanna he wants to keep that momentum going. And then there's Vince who uh he's knocking on that door of first place. Of his division, uh, Wilson getting his first, lo- first loss. You know, he's shown some blood. He's shown that he's human. It's not a sheet of iron. And you know, Vince Vince has an opportunity now. If he can, if he can keep pace, he might even might even pass up pass him up. So I think yeah. there's going to be a lot, of, a lot of motivation, a lot of energy. So with all that said, Tom, who are you picking, gun to your head? I think I gotta go with Patterson. I'm ow. Um, I'm, going with, I'm going with the champs division. Yeah, I'm gonna follow. I'm following suit, and I think Patty begins a run here. 
could be three or four weeks in a row, and Patterson just Patty will knock <laughs> win after win. So I'm, I'm going Patterson. And everyone will be bitching and moaning about it. You know, he always he, he's always been streaky, and maybe it'll be good. Usually, he gets his streak from you know week fourteen to sixteen. <coughs> you know, if it's four to six instead, or if it's six to six to nine, maybe he's hot. Levels off yeah. on the bottom. Maybe one of us other lesser beings could have a chance this. And speaking of lesser beings, let's talk about Joe Sartino versus Brian Wilson in the most con- he like contested matchup of the week. Joe is going to need a lot of help on this one, considering his top two players are out. But I don't think it's impossible. Right now, yeah. Joe is without Russell Russell Bustle Wilson. And uh, he also does not have Kamara, who's been just insane this year. And he's replacing them with, at this point, Devonta Freeman and Jerry Judy, which does not inspire confidence, I would say. But No, who knows? Le'Veon Bell might be coming to the Giants, so, oh. you know, so I could, I could see that, you know. Uh, you know, they're, they're probably not satisfied. Freeman hasn't been that spectacular. Maybe they need, they want to feel like they have a Saquon again, and they'll jump on the, uh, on the Le'Veon Bell train, and ooh, that'd be a hot mess. But it's New York. It's it'd be good publicity, that's for sure. Yeah, and then you have on the other side Wilson, pretty much bringing out the same team he's been bringing out, with one exception being his newly acquired Andy Dalton. Uh, he's putting him in right now over Matt Ryan, who's been off over the last week. But again, like Wilson's whole team is going to come down to this Buffalo-Kansas City game. If, for whatever reason, Buffalo versus Kansas City is a dud. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's four of his top players out. Because he's got, you know, John or Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Travis Kelsey, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. That's, yeah, that's I mean, lot. for that game to be a dud, I feel like we need, like, a hurricane. You know, we need we need you know a Hurricane Sandy to come over over to New York. And fuck I mean, the up. the Bills did not look great last night in that Tuesday night football, and so it's like that with kind of a short week. You know, they could do bad, and then who knows with KC who looked who lost to you know the freaking Rudin Raiders. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Hilaire only had eleven last week, so yeah, I guess it's possible. Uh, I, I would be more confident in, say, Chiefs-Bills game than I would be confident in a, I don't know, a, a Panthers-Bears game to lean on. So, you know, it could be worse, for sure. <coughs> you laugh. But you it's, watch. It's, it's hard to, to root against, against Wilson with, well, not root against. So. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Tom... Right now, this is my match of the week because it's got the most wins in it, and then two of the three highest scores so far of the year. Joe has been extremely consistent, never gotten below 150. And then you have Wilson, who's been dominant up until this last week. So I still got to go with Wilson. He's basically at full power. He's at full power. He's, he's bloodthirsty. <laughs> so he wants the cell phone. Not an option, Garvin. Not an option. All right, well. Um, we don't like it when Joe loses. Joe's going to lose. 
Yeah, yeah Joe's losing. I'm going with you here. I think Joe loses easily and drops back down to three and three. But he still puts up a decent enough points where he'll still probably be top three in points overall. Um, but yeah, this is actually my first week picking against Joe all season long. Just goes to show how much Joe is underperformed. <laughs> and with that, that wraps up week six in preview. Tom, you have any last thoughts here before you sign off? <sighs> My world is crumbling around me. But whatever it takes, no, <laughs> that was Tom Hart and his own uh, assistant, we'll say, Zoe. And uh, this is Kyle Kamadaus, your co-commissioner, and this has been the Champions Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.